This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. We've got Stephen A. Russell in the studio <laughs> with us. Uh, welcome to the show, Stephen. We're going to talk movies now. And yeah. Even though you were on last week, we thought, let's get you back. <laughs> I know. Well, there's just so... I mean, it's that, that time, time of year, time. isn't Sorry. it? Where, you know, there's a million things coming out. But you did actually pull me up last week, David. <laughs> And you were a bit cranky that I hadn't got round I to my cranky. show. <laughs> but because I love you, I took myself to the Astor yesterday morning, which is the perfect way to watch a beautiful mm. film like that on the big screen. What, what is it? So this is the second directorial uh, film from Bradley Cooper after uh-huh. A Star Is Born, yep. the remake. And this time he has once again written and directed, but also stars in this biopic about the the life of Leonard Bernstein, who, you know, was the first real superstar American um, conductor, also a composer. You know, he did heaps of musicals, including, you know, very famously the music for West Side Story. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he he was a real prodigy like i mean just some multi-hyphenate talent but well i don't know whether everyone knows or not but he was also i mean he obviously he he got married he had a whole bunch of kids but he was very you know very well known to have a lot of oh, affairs okay. with men. Ah, okay, so which I don't know if everyone no, you knows. I, I, mean, I didn't know that. You kind of just assume in that world. Yeah, it's hard to tell if someone's gay or just musical theatre. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the same thing? <laughs> so, Luke, what? I was a little worried with the first scene because it, I, I won't give it away, but. The prologue's a little bit sappy and it kind of gave me the fear that this is going to be a bit like Bohemian Rhapsody and kind of airbrush the gay away. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I've always been disappointed. Me and too. there was too much the other boys from Queen that, uh, that changed Absolutely, the like it was just so disappointing. Because it was supposed to have been about Freddie. I know. And it ended up being about the, the band. band. And like who? I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. Queen Let's is... Let's a movie now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Luke... I'm, it's a little column A, a little column B. What, what I'm going to say, first of all, is this is a marked improvement on A Star Is Born. Like, just as as a film, he, Bradley Cooper is clearly, you know, showing a great curve or in terms of it looks, it feels, it's written so well. It's really beautiful as well because the first half where it's set when he's a young man, right, is very, is this black and white academy ratio. It feels very much like a ah, 1940s okay. golden age of Hollywood yeah. film. And it is luscious. Like the the cinematographer, um, whose name I can't actually see. But anyway, look, he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that. But he's incredible. It looks beautiful as it gets later on in his career, and they really do great work with the aging. I know there was a bit of a uproar about the, the, the nose, plastic nose, nose yeah. right? But I actually don't think it's particularly. Yeah, I I saw something on uh, one of the breakfast shows mm. or where, wherever on on telly, uh, and that there instead of people false talking in the background and all that, they had real conversations. 
stations and they yeah. included that in it. Did you know well, there's that? There's some great party scenes because they were real yeah. entertainers. So basically, what happened was, right, right after that opening scene, I thought, oh God, they're going to airbrush the gay out. And the very next scene you see is him in bed with uh, the uh, Matt Bomer, who plays the renowned clarinetist David Oppenheim. And he basically is playing his butt cheeks like a, like a, a hand <laughs> drum. So I was like, okay, they're not, they're not going to avoid the gay. And look, it, they do and they don't. Okay, so Matt Bomer is very beautiful. He doesn't have a lot to do. I really wish they'd given more, but he really conveys that pained longing that he had for Bernstein as Bernstein, you know, meets the incredible. And it, it's what you, I mean. Not everyone. It's not you. Who knows what we'd call him? It wasn't really labels back then. Was he bisexual? Was he omnisexual? Who knows? But he did absolutely love his wife, played here by promising young women star Carrie Mulligan. Oh, how good does she She's look? Amazing. She looks beautiful. My God, honestly, <laughs> that's a gay man saying how. Beautiful <laughs> but again, she looks. like in those forty scenes, you, you would you would swear you were watching, yeah, you know, yeah. like like it was Casablanca, mm. right? They they've got the sassy repartee, the sparkle, the the way people just held themselves in films, the diction, the elocution, mm. like actually being able to tell dialogue right. is such a treat <laughs> these days you know <laughs> um so they really they really do that really well and i cannot fault her whatsoever does the film perhaps again lean too much on the on their marriage at the expense of you know he never as far as i can remember he never once kisses a man on the lips and that is a little annoying right <laughs> when you're when you're kind of hanging the film on what the reality of 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 his persona was in those years and, and the effect that had on his marriage and also on the men. Did she know that the wife? Oh, absolutely. I mean, did. she went in eyes open, okay. as, as many women did yeah, in those yeah, yeah, days yeah. as yeah. well, whether whether or not they were actually completely just beards or not. Mafia Libatic, thank you. Incredible cinematography. And it pulls off this wonderful Wizard and Oz trick as it goes mm -hmm. into the later years. It suddenly goes into that grainy, amber-hued, real film kind of feel that you would get in, like, 70s films. So, look, it's beautiful to look at. There's some great fantasy sequences. Like, he leaves Matt Bomer in bed because he gets the phone call for his first big gig at Carnegie Hall, the one that really made his name. And what it does camera-wise is he runs out of the bedroom door and straight into Carnegie Hall. Oh, right. There's a lot of that beautiful yeah, yeah. bending time and space. Yeah. And a fantastic dance sequence where he gets into the sailor outfit from the musical um, On the Town. And he, he dances. Yes, yeah, so you see what? Bradley Cooper. I mean, it's a bit of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of really great dancers, and then there's some close ups on him <laughs> doing some shit. But, it, you know. That's what movies are for, aren't they? Exactly. And, and look, there, there's a great shot as well that kind of gets to the nub of what the film's about, where you see Felicia, his wife, in this beautiful white gown kind of enveloped in the voluminous velvet of a, of a backstage curtain ah. as his shadow um, conducting is kind of projected Onto over that. that. Right. And wow. it's just, you know, it says a lot. Whoa. There's some, some really beautiful Whoa, it's symbolism. It's very much an art film. It really is. Like, yeah. that's what I mean. It's a, it's a really big step up. I mean, I'm not doing down A Star Is Born, but it was a fairly mm. generic well, it was serviceable. Remake, yeah. Right. Yeah. This, this shows a bit of artistry. Uh, well, hold on. The, the thing yeah. that really, you know, gets me, and we've, we've spoken about this multiple times, yeah. is that uh, all of a sudden it's going to, it's at the cinema now. Yes. But so, yeah. 
But it then goes to Netflix. Well, this is the thing. It does. It, it's got that Netflix sort of limited release where it's in cinemas right now. Go quickly because I think it finishes on the 20th. 20th? And then That's... I, mean, it did, I think it got two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, I see. But there hasn't been a lot of pub, like publicity. Mm. I feel like these Netflix films don't necessarily get the marketing. Okay, okay. So please, honestly, go and go to the Astor or go to any beautiful <laughs> yeah, local cinema. Yeah, yeah. It is a real cinematic and, movie. And maybe this is a topic for another, another yeah. time, maybe. But yeah. the, the, the cinema release, is it is that all to do with awards? Because Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I mean yeah. Netflix, oh, yeah, um, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. won be and yeah, he'll be yeah. going for the um, best actor okay. and she'll be going for best actress and, so. and how <laughs> lovely at the um, opening night yeah. that Lady Gaga was there well there you go um, I mean I, I on, do on think they are arm, good friends so, look yeah. I, I really loved it I wish it had been a little bolder with the queer okay. stuff but I'm still giving it four stars wow. for okay. Maestro right. in cinemas now and Netflix uh, and Boxing Day's coming yeah there are heaps of Boxing Day films I'll very quickly go we could have yep. them on like first of all I'm going to give you the five star alarm because Ooh. one of the absolute best films of the year it's absolutely in my top five um, is Poor Things um, with Emma Stone who is absolutely going to be up for an Oscar as well sorry what's it called again Poor, Poor things. things Poor sorry <laughs> double O's and R's are basically the most Scottish thing to do and if you put them together it's poor poor, poor thing anyway sorry yeah there's been a murder <laughs> Luke this is actually I know oh my god it's gone off the rails for Christmas but <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, get yourself together, Stephen. Anyway, look, this is a Scottish novel that has been adapted by the Greek New Wave director, Jorgos so Lanthimos. you only like it because it's Scottish. Well, it's not very. He's kind of pulled all of the Scottish <laughs> out of it. But, um, look, he's, it's the director of The Favourite, which Emma Stone starred in, and The Killing of a Sacred Deer. The Lobster. Deer, the Lobster. Really weird, mm. odd, darkly comic films, and you get that in spades with this one, which is spectacularly beautiful. But the essential idea is that Emma Stone plays a woman at her wit's end who at the very opening scene throws herself off a bridge. Now, Willem Dafoe, who plays a kind of creepy Frankenstein-like surgeon. And he's good at stuff like that. Oh, he's really good and he's got, he's, he looks incredible in the film. He pulls her out of the river she was pregnant, so he takes her still living baby's brain and pops that into her back into her head <laughs> and creates this kind of Frankenstein's bride okay, okay. who initially is basically a newborn infant, but very quickly. Tell, tell you what, if you thought Call Me By Your Name had a saucy peach scene, you should just you wait till you see the one in this film because she very quickly becomes a woman of the world, but without having been brought up in the patriarchy or in, you know, capitalism or so she she kind of by sheer dint of logic yeah. is, is a woman who knows what she wants, isn't gonna play by the rules of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the men are kinda of not like ten <laughs> like bowling pins by the wayside. <laughs> and they include Rami Yusuf from the TV show Rami. It's his first big film um, he plays this kind of naive, doting boy who wants to love her. Meanwhile, Mark Ruffalo runs off with her in the middle of the night and thinks he's going to be the Lothario that, that wins. But she immediately is like, yeah, I've got other ideas. So, look, this is an incredible, so luscious, five cinematic five-star film. Poor wow. things. Wow. Out now. Right. What's it called again? <laughs> <laughs> Poor things. He made poor things. I know, stop it. Anyway, look, very, 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 very quickly, yes. Disney's 100th um, year anniversary, anniversary film animation, Wish, 
is in cinemas right now. Reviews have been pretty unkind, but I, I mean, I don't know what people want from a Disney film these days because it's perfectly lovely. Kids are going to love it. And um, what what I do want to say is the the West Side Story remake actor Ariana DeBose, who plays Anita, which was famously the Rita Moreno role mm. in the original film. She voices the young woman at the heart of it, Asha, who wants to be the apprentice of her magician monarch called Magnifico, voiced by uh, Star Trek actor Chris Pine. She wants to be his apprentice, very quickly realises that he's a bit of a hoarder who wants people's wishes but won't grant them. And so it's really a film, again, much like Poor Things, about a young woman actually beginning to question the structures of the mm. world around yeah. her. I thought it was really beautiful. Look, the the, the characters have kind of got that Pixar CG blah look, but the, the backdrops have a much more old school Disney kind of hand-drawn 2D feel, mm. and which I thought was really beautiful. The songs are good fun. Yeah. There's a really cute talking goat and a cute little star cartoon character. Oh. I really liked it. I'm giving it three and a half. That's okay. Wish, okay? Right. Last but... Have we got time for yep. one more? Yeah, yep. okay. quick. Very quickly, One Life uh, It's also out on Boxing Day. Now, this is the new one with Anthony Hopkins. It's a true story. It opened the British Film Festival. Basically, he, back in, during World War II, he was a British refugee council volunteer who helped smuggle kids out just as things were getting really grim yeah um but what this kind of does it sort of partly does that and in the past um beast star johnny flynn plays him but it's mostly about him as an older man and him going on this television show and i won't i won't spoil what happens it was if you if you come from my neck of the woods you probably remember this but look that that stuff about the legacy of what he achieved is is really good. The the flashbacks to the Holocaust stuff's a bit Schindler's List light. We've kind of seen it all before. It's not it's not particularly memorable. Um but look, it's still it's the sort of film you would take your granny to, right? That is one life and I'm giving it three stars okay. out in Boxing Day. Okay. Um well Merry Christmas to you. I know. And thanks for coming two weeks in a row. I know. Uh, and um we'll see you on the other side. Oh, so, oh, or am I doing Christmas, New Year's Eve as well? Or? Yes. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah, well, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? I'm just yeah. taking over the airwaves. A, a, music, a music night. Yes, because we're, we're all back then. Okay. Brilliant. Fabulous. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Bye, Bye, y'all. Thank you so much. You're enjoying 94.9 Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to Another Joy Podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.